Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We need to find out who we are when we don't check email. And I just feel like I'm going to be panicked if I wake up in the morning and I don't hit it. Then am I going to be wondering all day what's in my email instead of just knowing? Yes, because you're an addict and so am I. And so when you stop the addictive behavior, you're going to have a withdrawal. That's what we will do. Suzanne, we have to do this. Uh, okay. I'm Rachel Bellow. And I'm Suzanne Mushin, and you're listening to the Big Payoff Podcast. So Rachel and I are back from our vacation, and we really have been going, as most people do when they get back from vacation, like uh, so fast, so hard back at work that we have not had any real moment, Rach, to debrief. Rally, I, I mean, I, I haven't... I, mean, I, 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 I haven't... You and I haven't even really... We hit the ground running so fast. I haven't talked to you about what's lasted, what hasn't, what our thoughts are. This is good. I'm, I'm really, it's just like, I got to get my head back to that place, which feels like a long time ago. It does feel like a long time ago. So let's just go to some of the, the basic promises that we had made both to each other and on this podcast and see how we did and, and what we're thinking now. Well, the first promise we made, to, the, the big first promise, honking promise was the unplug promise, right? How'd we do there? Uh, how did we do there? So the the last memory I have is we're sitting at dinner together in San Diego the night before negotiating this issue. So you're saying, well, maybe we could just make it to tomorrow. And then I said, well, what if we waited till Monday night? It was like we were truly negotiating for our lives. I was scared. I felt scared. My heart was beating. I also didn't want to cheat or disappoint you. So I was trying to make rules that I knew I could follow. It ended up not being difficult, but it was in the first two days, it really did actually feel like a withdrawal. Like, for example, I would have to text you sometimes to say, hey, where are you? I'm over by the pagoda or whatever, or I'm <laughs> going on this 530 hike. And 
And I'd have to not look at my email, which was really hard. I had to retrain my thumbs, and I'm not even joking. When I'm holding my iPhone, normally I go through this little sequence. I check here, I check there. I had to stop my thumb from moving down. That's how addicted I was. So we did make this promise. We we did – okay, I tried really hard for the first, like, 24 hours. And you were really in it, not checking email. And I was really in it, too, until I wasn't. What? What do you mean? When When did you do that? <laughs> I, think like, I don't know. Maybe Sunday morning. I don't know. Sooner, th- Sooner than our promise. But it, it was almost... You cheated on me. I did. Okay. I already cheated. I swear to God, it's only Sunday morning, and I'm not telling Rachel. I mean, I'll admit it at some point. Now, I didn't do anything. I mean, I didn't email people. Oh, but man, I went on it. I feel really bad. Okay, we're off to the golden door soon, but this is not starting out well. I did it with a full heart and green tea in my stomach. And and a, and the in, full intention of being, you know, meditative while on email. I, right, I don't, Why did you do that? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But I, I yes, just, you do. Just think about it. Why would you cheat after what day? <laughs> you're was mad. Ooh. I am. Why did I cheat? I cheated because I felt like what harm could come. I just was curious what's going Losing on. A friendship? I don't know. <laughs> I guess I don't know being spanked by by <laughs> I mean, one of the people at the Golden let, Door. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get you off the hook here, okay? Because let's really remind ourselves what we meant by unplugging. Okay. I mean the un, the purpose unplugging isn't a goal; it's a means to a goal, right? And I believe that we got to the goal that we that we intended which was you have to unplug from the constant noise of the here and now in order to pick up the signal that you want to pick up on your vacation and we both believe strongly that when you go on vacation you should be super intentional about what signal you do want to pick up and i guarantee you whatever signal that is you're going to have to unplug from technology and facebook and instagram and all the other narcissistic tools that you play with all day long in order to pick up the signal you want to pick up and i think we did um, well, yes, Here, I agree that we accomplished the same end. I was posting on Instagram and Facebook while I was there. I didn't in any way find that I felt like I was sharing in real time. I wasn't looking at everybody else's posts. I wasn't di- diving into that reality and it, Truly, for me, Rachel, it didn't feel like it was distracting me. But I will say this. I didn't know that or I would have absolutely outlawed it. We didn't specify it, so I don't feel like you cheated. But I'll tell you why I would have outlawed it. I've really noticed that it is incredibly difficult for me to experience anything without recording it in some way. 
When I see a beautiful view out my plane window, I grab my phone. When I, and that is, there's a sickness to that, which, and I'll tell you, the sickness for me is I am not a sufficient witness unto myself. It has to be like, I want others to witness what I'm witnessing in order to make it real to me. I think that it would have been an amazing exercise for you to do to drop that. I, I, as I well, said, only I if I only if I wanted to, only if I agreed that that was the sickness for me. I'll tell you what was more profound in terms of unplugging than anything electronic. I really didn't check in at home. Now I texted with my kids if they were you know in need of something. And I saw that they were asking me a real question, and they were trying hard, I think, to be respectful that I was there. But I'll tell you an interesting moment that occurred. I really had not spoken to David. He was in his own sort of vacation on a, on a golf outing with friends. And so we weren't in contact on day-to-day stuff because he wasn't even in the day-to-day himself. And so when we finally did talk on the phone, and as much as I was happy to hear his voice, wanted to share some of what was going on at the Golden Door. That, to me, felt like a total, with like a drawing of me back into the day-to-day real life that I was trying hard not to get sucked into. And I almost couldn't talk to him on the phone. And it wasn't... Mm. It wasn't comfortable for me because the minute you're on the phone with someone from that other world, I roping you into it. It was roping me in and he wasn't doing it intentionally. But to even have to ask the question, so who's getting Joey at soccer tonight? Yeah, was like, right. So, look, I think that what we're saying is if your intention on vacation is to go deeper into your soul, into your life, into the things that make you happy then the big tools for that are, are are you choose what the tools are for eliminating those distractions, and they're going to be different for each person. But you'll know. You'll know. I also, it, 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 even if it's not deeper, it's a longer wavelength. So what happens in our day-to-day is, and, and, and the electronic, Instagram, Facebook, all that, it shortens your wavelength it compresses your wavelength really, 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 really short, right? It's call and response. It's reaction and response, and it's putting something out to get something back. And it is it, – if you were to measure the brain waves, I swear to God, it's short. And what vacation is about is, if, is lengthening the wavelength. Yeah. If you lengthen the wavelength of your attention – you notice other things. Yeah, for me, it's about taking in what, you know, myself and beginning to grow my own thoughts and unplug from received opinion and the herd mentality that's out there. But for other people, it's different things. There are, But I guarantee you that on the path of a long wavelength, you come across things that you simply do not on a short wavelength. Do you know what else you come across on a, on a path? Snakes. Snakes. That was probably the single decision. No, no. That I just have to go here. So one moment that Rachel and I, sh- I shared and made a very important decision towards the end of the vacation was our complete horror to discover 
that there were snakes everywhere. Rattlesnakes. 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 Everywhere on all the paths that we had been hiking. And at this point, it was three days in. We'd already been out on the paths. But once you hear something like that, you can't unhear it. And that was the end of our hiking. That was the end. That, that was, was the last end. That was it. didn't hike. I, and it happened in the mid in midday on the second day for me. We had I had never hiked in the midday. We were always doing it early in the morning. We had done it in the morning, and then there was a lull time in the midday. So I thought, oh, I'll go on this midday hike. And in the and about twenty minutes into this hour long hike, the guide says, "Well, the thing about midday hikes because of the sun is that you're going to come across a lot of snakes in the path, rattlesnakes. So keep your eyes peeled." That was it, Suzanne. That, that was it for us. That was it. We were all done with high. All of our good intentions out the door for snakes. It's 5.22, and I'm waiting for other people to wake up so that we can go on this hike. Um, I'm having a thought that I've never had before, which is that I want to live in the air. I want to live somewhere where the air has a smell that is floral and natural and I want to see the sky. So let's go to another big takeaway that I know we both had and we did talk about on the first show, but it felt so very real when we put it into practice, which was Moving into a state of mind where the decisions that you're making when you're on vacation are driven by what do you want to do, not what do I have to do. And I'll just say for me, my days from the minute I wake up, I have lists upon lists everywhere I go, on my on my sink, in the bathroom, in my office. Everywhere around my house, there's a list because my mindset is, what do I have to get done? What do I owe to my clients? What, what, what must be done? And the big vacation rethink that can happen anywhere. I don't care if you're on a golf trip, a spring break outing where you've decided to let it all fly, or if you're on a yoga retreat, or if you're just going to a staycation, you know, for two days. To have some moment in time driven by the question, what do I want to do, not what do I need to do, that's a vacation. Well, you know, I found, I agree, and I, I, what I found, though, is it's disturbingly difficult when you're dropped into an environment where the job is to just simply reference what you want to do. It's really hard to locate that. Yeah. I found myself yeah. sort of... If you were watching me from above, I was like a gerbil kind of going from place to place going, maybe I want to sit by the pool and read a book. No, maybe yeah. I want to do that. Yes. Maybe I want some broth. Should I be back in my room? Oh, maybe I should just go. Oh, you know what? I wanted to go see the boutique. It's really, really hard when you are suddenly un, untethered from all your assignments to to figure out what do you want to do. Yeah. It's really yeah, hard. Yeah, it's really hard. Man. It's about an hour before I leave for the airport. This is the best part, actually, the whole anticipation of it, the whole thing lying ahead. And I made my first choice in the spirit of what I want to do versus what I should do. 
So I had bought the book Hamilton to take with me on this trip because I thought, oh, well, I should read that and this would be a good time to start it. Fuck that. I, I took it out. I'm going to replace that baby with like a People magazine or something. Whew. I can't wait. David and I have this thing when, when we're away in our more or less once a year where we're without the kids, where I talk about, t- I'm going to have a perfect day. And to me, the definition of a perfect day is driven by a day that from start to finish is only those things that I actually want to do. I'm going to eat what I want to eat. I'm going to be at the pool when I want to be at the pool. Uh, And again, this to me gets into the question of, well, what's portable? What can you actually take away with you from a vacation that can actually fit into the rest of your life? You know, there was a woman that I spoke to on on the phone for business reasons um, who I might decide is my new best friend and business partner. I'm sorry if I I know we talked about cheating earlier. I don't think you make that decision. I think your having cheated on email made the decision for you. (laughs) Okay, well... Her name is Wendy. She lives in New York. Um, I met her through the Tufts alumni. Um, Someone made the connection for us. And she had talked about taking a gap year, a professional gap year as an adult. And she said something really interesting, which is that taking a gap year, just like taking a vacation, doesn't actually have to require that you go anywhere or do anything different. It's a mindset of trying to do things that you wouldn't normally do in the course of your regular work life. And for me, the vacation piece of this that's portable is, well, one thing that for sure is portable is that mindset. What Spending more time asking yourself, what do I want to do? Maybe it's well, an hour day, yeah. a week. Yeah, Maybe yeah, it's a exactly. carve out. I mean, Maybe look, an evening, an yeah. evening, one one work night, evening a week, asking yeah. yourself, I'm going to set aside two hours. And in these two hours between eight and 10, it is going to be 100 percent driven by what do I want to do? That's game changing. So my, I think that is. I think that could be. I, I'll do it. It's 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 just, as I said, surprisingly uncomfortable. Um, what else was, was portable, portable for yeah. me? Was portable portable for me was, you know, on the surface, um, there was no drinking. I didn't have any wine at all. And I did that two days before we left. So altogether, it was like eight or nine days, no wine. Um, the food was limited and there were no snacks. And there was no, while I was making dinner, crunching okay, on nuts. I have things. to interrupt you and say, right. I have to just say, this was one of my favorite moments around the food with you. I had decided that I was getting the medium-sized portion of food because I was worried about being hungry. You had decided that you were getting the small portions of food because you wanted to be put in like a jail cell and told like you can only eat this amount. So one night when we're at dinner, if you remember, they give us fish. And, okay, your piece of fish was slightly larger than mine. It was a lot larger. It was twice your size. And I know they confused our freaking place. Watching your reaction to that, you were so deeply upset and troubled. You were inches away from actually calling the chef over. No, listen, everybody did. You kept going, this can't be. I must have heard from you 10 times. This cannot be low calorie. There is just no way this is okay. Because I thought they were lying. It felt like they were lying. Yeah. Like when they gave us creme brulee, 
I was like, fuck that. Yeah, no, that was crazy. That's, you that can't, crazy. You can't make creme. Like, there's there zero chance. None. Well, that, there is because I saw the recipe. It, it, they use okay, milk lying. instead of cream. I think it's a lie. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Here's what's portable for me. What's yeah. portable for me is when I draw back from the drinking, first of all, drinking a ton of water, which I never yes. do, yeah. not drinking any wine, which I always do, and drink and eating three meals a day. By the way, I never do that. I never have a breakfast like that with oatmeal, with chia seeds, and you know, and just don't do that. When I really draw back from the specifics, the portable part is disrupting my habits. I have so many habits of of operating. And I don't just mean bad habits like drinking or smoking or, you know, bad habits. I mean just unconscious patterns in my day that I don't question that keep me in a rut of who I am, how I am, how I feel, what I think about. That when I disrupt some deep patterns, I start actually feeling really different, feeling really different just as a function of having disrupted the habit. So remember, Suzanne, we used to talk about how Stanislavski, the famous Russian theater director, used to, as preparation for his actors before going on stage, he would tie their dominant hand, right or left, behind their back and make them go around the whole day with that hand tied behind their back so that they would wake up to their environment and then they would go on stage fully conscious, right? That's what I feel happened. It was like, oh, 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 I can't, you know, reaching for that glass of wine right before dinner. No, we would have those appetizers right before dinner. There was no wine. And it's, and it's lasted. It has totally lasted. Not the not drinking, but just oh, questioning yeah. all my habits. Do I really have to have wait, this? Wait, wait, wait. When, so you are back on, on, the, on the sauce. No, I mean, I have had, first of all, I've skipped. I've had many days last night, the <laughs> night before, not drinking. And that never, ever happened. Okay. I mean, never. I had a glass of wine or two every single night. And now... I question that, going, um, mm-hmm. do I really want this tonight? Not necessarily. 
So I guess the last thing for me that that I feel was was portable and and I think that Casey we we made a friend by the way we made a friend when we were on this trip Casey Canazaro yeah so we we writer. thought forever when we were in email exchanges that he was female because his name is Casey and he was a really prolific writer and funny and great and writer warm and yeah funny. asking all the questions before you go to, go somewhere that somebody like getting the details of our lives in a way that felt very female and turns out casey's a guy and not um, just a guy he is all man oh he's a very manly casey, man we hope you're listening you are all man yeah, he was very manly and was our total partner in crime on this trip like he helped me play this practical joke on on you where you kept losing your key and yeah. everywhere you'd go, like you'd either have lost your key or you <laughs> stole my key or somebody would come walking up to me and say, does anybody know who's in room 12? And I go, that must be Rachel. She lost your key. And then he ended up writing you this email saying that he was very sorry to inform you, but that the keys at the golden door are actually made from a very specific kind of plastic and that there's a carbon, a carbon yeah, it makes them expensive. And so they have to charge your room each time. You lose your key. He started the email by saying, in a, in a jokey way, you know, this is why they call me the enforcer. Right. Yeah, I'm and, sorry. Right? Yeah. And I, so I was like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and then I read the email going, $100? I'm not fucking paying $100 for my key. It was awesome. So Casey became our partner in crime. And the one thing he said, which when we spoke to him during my pedicure, we actually made him come into the studio while I was getting my pedicure. And the one thing he said that I thought was really interesting was his reflection being someone who works in the environment where everybody's on vacation. In our culture, we work seven days a week. We work 12, 15, 18 hours a day relentlessly. So we don't even have a weekend. So when we think of vacation, meaning five days where we don't have to commit to working that much, we go all out, we go crazy, we do stupid things, we stay up late, we ignore our family, we drink too much, all of these things. So um, what the Golden Door represents, and another thing that I love about it is that you come here and we, we give you these things, these tools, and we help you discover things within yourself so that when you leave, your life is now your vacation. You are able to take the things that you've acquired at the Golden Door, take them with you, and now you have a 52-week vacation. I'm going to actually think about the parts of this vacation that made me happy that are also very replicable at home if, I, if I'm intentional about it. Exactly. So I feel like, you know, success, I think we even navigated the most difficult issue before we went, the one that was actually making us the most nervous, which was the whole question of the robe. Oh, the robe. Right. They had these, they were actually pretty cotton robes, but there was, it was the one rule. It was a kimono. That, it was a kimono. And they said in the in the prep call, the woman on the phone, whom I never saw, by the way, Susie something, said to me when I said, okay, well, what do people like wear? Because she said, you don't have to pack anything except leggings and workout gear. And I was like, okay, what do people wear to dinner? And she goes, oh, for that, we have that kimono. And I was like, excuse me? She goes, oh, we have a kimono. It was like some it, word I couldn't understand. It but was, was like, yukato. Oh, okay. It was called a, I think it was called a yukato. Okay, whatever it was, she was saying it like it was a precious bauble in her mouth. She was like, it's mikado. And I was like, uh, uh, okay, whatever. I'm freaking not wearing that. 
But we get there, and of course, you have to wear the mikato. Yukato, yukato. Yukato, (laughs) mikato, yukato. And um, it was cool. It was a robe. It was cool. And I wore it, and you wore it. We were all wearing it. But then the second night, you were the one person at dinner who showed up in your skivvy, in your civvies, not your your skivvies, in your civvies. Because I thought they said we only had to wear it that first night. But then I did voluntarily. staring at you like, like, oh, you're too good to wear your mikato. Yeah. After that, we wore it. So that, you know, going into it, we were really anxious about that. And I feel like we did a good job overcoming our, our kimono complex. I like the moment when I was standing, we, you know, you, we would gather at 530 to get this hike, which amazingly, it's really easy to wake up that early in the morning when the air smells like wisteria, citrus, yeah. orange blossom yeah. cocktail in your nose. Um, and we're, you know, you stand around and you do these warm up exercises before you head up the mountain on your five mile hike and it's very and we quiet doing them it's very quiet it's you're totally standing in a circle quiet. totally, totally quiet. quiet in a circle of women you know flapping their arms around but totally silently and i had my water bottle in my fanny pack around my waist and the top was loose and so when i was doing it it started to pour out on the ground, and it sounded 100%. like a horse pissing. It sounded 100%. Exactly like a horse was taking a piss. And the guy, the guide, Tyler, behind me, who didn't see Tyler, didn't see my belt or my thing, and he, I looked, I was like, "Oops!" And I looked around at him, and he had this horrified <laughs> face, and I was like, "What?" And he's like, "I, I, I, I thought you had just pissed on the ground, like lot." Suzanne's like, oh, Rachel's water broke. Oh, my God. It sounded so realistic. Like, you had just decided, here we are. Like, when in let Rome. Rip. We're in nature. Let it, we're in nature. Just going to let it rip. <laughs> Gotta go. Anyway, there were good times. I, I think, um, well, look, first, I hope that we were able to give people some, you know, thoughts that are helpful about ways to make your vacation really work for you and work for you not just when you're on vacation but when when you get home and I think it'll be a good check-in let's see in you know a couple weeks we should check back in and see how how many glasses you're drinking a night how often I'm (laughs) posting on Instagram I'm gonna drink it in a different room to break the habit break the habit okay we'll be back to the big payoff podcast next week And this is the sound of the golden door at night in the waterfall pond between the dining hall and my bedroom. If you like what you heard, you can find us at BigPayoffRadio.com, on iTunes, on the Acast app, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please, please rate and review us. It matters. Hmm. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.